There's been a lot of promises about smart home technology over the years, that suddenly someday we would have this home that we could go into. It'd be as great as, say, the Jetsons. But is it really here yet? Well, joining us on this Commando On Demand podcast is our very own Andrew Bobinski. Now, you've heard Andrew on the air with me for many years. He is, of course, our awesome call screener. But I have to tell you, over the years, I actually have come to be, I guess you'd say, more friends with Andrew than you'd say that employee-employer relationship. We have that recorded. I'm going to use that against you. I didn't introduce you yet. Oh, I apologize. There goes our friendship. You mess everything (laughs) up always. Well, with that, Andrew, we're talking about smart home technology. So is your home smart? I would say if you're comparing my house to the average everyday American house, mine's a lot smarter than a lot of people's. I didn't go to the 100,000th percentile, but we're we're getting there slowly but surely. Okay. So when you bought your new house a couple of months ago. Yeah. Was that when you said, okay, clean slate? It was a nice excuse, but the real reason why I decided to look into home automation was my brother-in-law. He had one single lamp hooked up to a smart device in his house, and I saw that my mother-in-law could actually use it. And I had seen Alexas and Google Homes, and I don't need that. I don't need to hear sports scores or the weather in you know, Tahiti. It's worthless. <laughs> you never know. Just another gadget sitting in the corner that you never use. But when I saw just one single lamp hooked up to the smart device that was voice activated, and it actually worked, I decided that our next house was going to be a smart home. And that's what we're talking about in this podcast, real everyday know-how. The pitfalls, the downsides, things that you wish that you would have known before you created this whole smart home. And then later on this podcast, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe all the different gadgets that you can hook up to your house. Okay, we're talking about not only a smart toilet, but a way for you to mind your eggs. And yes, are you ready for it? There's even a smart whiskey dispenser. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that would be something that you'd want, say, if you have teenagers in the house, because this way they couldn't tap into the liquor cabinet. All that and more is coming up. But first, a quick thank you to our partners in this podcast, because they help make these Commando On Demand podcasts possible. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. You need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Okay, welcome back. We're talking with Andrew Babinski, our call screener at the Kim Commando Show, who over the years has become very, very technically literate. Now, I'm not saying that he could program a Linux computer. Can you? No. But he has embarked upon this smart home journey. And as I'm building a house here in Phoenix, I'm also looking at different smart home technologies. So I find it intensely interesting to hear about Andrew's escapades week after week things that he has actually added to a smart home. Now, again, this started with your brother-in-law and a smart lamp and your mother-in-law who – is she technically literate? Not at all. 
but she was able to use it. Yes, and I, I wasn't even going to do it for myself. I was going to do it for her. I saw how much she liked it. So I was like, for Christmas, I'm going to do a couple of lamps in her living room, make sure she has a Google Home to listen to some music, and just make it for her. But I wanted to go down the right path. So I did a lot of research, and that's when I decided our new house was going to be a smart house. Now, how many square feet is the new house? 3,400 square feet. That's a pretty big house. Yeah, when we were living in 1,100 square feet. Oh, what a big difference. What do you see the biggest difference in that size, 2,000 square feet? The biggest difference is you're not always hearing everyone else in the house, you know, do things that you don't want them to hear. There's finally a little bit of privacy. <laughs> and how many bedrooms and how many bathrooms? We have uh, five bedrooms. Five bedrooms? Three full wow. baths. Jeez, that's a big house. Yeah, and we have a loft and then the main living area and an office. I'm paying you like way too much. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally you're paying me. Okay, so you move in. What was the first thing that you made smart? The first thing was the kitchen lights. The lights over the top of the island in the kitchen. I took one switch out of the wall, replaced it. I put a Google Home in the kitchen, and that's where we started. Because I wasn't going to invest all that money if it was just going to be me using it. It was important that my wife was going to be comfortable with it and that I would – I mean, I immerse my kids in technology sometimes to people think to their detriment. It's a little too much, but, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I see your little daughter, Eloise, you know, one years old, going through YouTube and fast-forwarding over videos and like I aming, uh, you know, mommy, I want a bottle. I think it's just a little too much. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have any problem with it, but I wanted to make sure that my son would use it too. So that's where we started. Okay. Just, and how much was the – we have to go through all prices. Sure. So the Google Home was how much? $25. Jeez, that's so cheap, isn't but it? I decided, and this is one of the things I regret, I decided to use the Google Mini instead of an actual Google Home device. I researched it. I thought the only real difference is the speaker. I wish I had the better speaker, especially really? in the living room and the kitchen. Okay. And how much is the regular Google Home? 80, between right. 80 and 90. God, you really chinsed out. Come on. I mean, 60 bucks, really? I know. You could have also have gotten the one with the screen, which I think is totally worthless. You watch. About three months from now, you're like, oh, I should have gotten the one with the screen. I'm I should have. I'm going to erase this podcast if that happens. Now, the light switch was how much? $49. All right. So you're into the whole thing for, say, 75 bucks, give right. or take. Just to start. Okay. Now, you didn't select Apple. No, uh, Google. I I, with Google. But why? But why? Because you love your iPhone. I do love my iPhone, but no company that makes a smart device loves my iPhone. Apple works. They're smart. What is it even called? It's called a HomePod. That, that can't be the name of it. Whatever it's called, it doesn't work with any technology out there. And it's expensive. It's like 400 bucks. And Google Home and Alexa, there's so many options. So with my mother-in-law's house, when I did it for her Christmas present, I tested out the different products and found the one that I liked the best, and that's TP-Link, the Casa Switch. Oh, and those that's the cheap brand. Yeah. But it but does work. It works phenomenally well. Okay. Before we talk more about that, let's go back to the HomePod for just a second because a lot of people, they think that if you're in the Apple ecosphere, that you should get a HomePod. I mean, I love Apple products. You know that. I mean, I have a MacBook and iMac and iPhone. I mean, AirPods and you love your AirPods oh, and things like that. But the HomePod from Apple is really nothing other than a really great speaker. I mean, it's a phenomenal speaker for you to listen to music. But we've all experienced it. Siri doesn't 
work. And I wanted to make sure that with whatever home device I went with, it actually works. Google Home, I would say, and I think this is a remarkable number, it's got a 85% understand rate. Of the things we say to it. 15% of the time, we have to repeat ourselves. Which we... is really good. It's excellent. It's actually really good. It's way better than I thought. Well, I did find a use for my HomePod because I bought one in. And as a matter of fact, you know, I had in the kitchen Google Home, the Amazon Echo, and the HomePod. And I had all three of them standing there. You had to try them all out. Well, of course. And the HomePod, it was one of those things like, wow, listen to that. And then it was like, okay, and now what? do you do with it okay after you listen to like some music and you know um you know barry likes Batula clark and you know, you know it's like and you listen to a few broadway show tunes but i found a use for it i put it in my mother's house and i had her train the home pod for her voice so that this way if she ever falls because she's older now if she ever falls is that she can say in her accent hey siri call kim or call 911 so that seems to work for her. But that's like the only good use for it. You can do that with any of them. With our Google Home device. But I had nothing else to do with it. No, I mean, I don't want to say like a hand-me-down for my mother was a bad idea, but, you know. And that's where I was when it came to smart devices prior to home automation. What am I going to do with it? Everything I can do in a smart speaker, I can pull up my phone and do. Automation is different. Now, why didn't you choose the Amazon Echo? I liked the fact with the – well, I didn't want my kids ordering 30,000 pounds of <laughs> Legos without me noticing. You know what? And your kid, Francis, is so smart. Yes. I mean he would. He would go there and say – you know, you would say, no, don't buy that. He'd be like, hello, Alexa. <laughs> Send me, like, the new Batman stuff, all of it. He uses Google Home as much as anyone in our household right now. And that's, I mean, that's partially my fault because I force him to and I don't allow anyone to touch a light switch. But I, really? I'll, yeah, why have it if we're not going to use it? So if somebody goes over to hit, to hit the light switch, you say, Turn it back on. Don't touch that. <laughs> <laughs> I say, but we've become so integrated with it that doesn't happen anymore. And it's only been like four months. Uh, the Google Home app is the real reason that I went with the Google Home device because now that we have all so many things connected in our house, it learns where it is. It learns what else is in the room. So you don't have to do the long form commands that you have to do in the beginning. In the beginning, we'd have to say, hey, Google, turn on the bedroom fan light. Okay. Now we can say, hey, Google, turn on the lights. And – the lights go on? Because it knows where it is. It knows what lights are in the room. Oh. And it knows what lights I want because I'm in that room. Does that creep you out? Not at all. Why? Because they're going to advertise to me that I like light. I mean, the, all the inf information they're gathering, if they're going to use it for advertising, they were going to get it listening to my over. phone. They get everything. They have everything. But I, I am surprised how many guests, because we have guests over all the time. And I'm surprised how many people are freaked out about it. I have two uncles that won't sit in the chair next to the Google Home because they don't want to be close to it. What do they think? It's going to like reach it's out and touch them? Or? Record them. It probably is. I was going to say it probably is. But what's it going to do with that recording? They're not that important. They think they are. <laughs> They're think freaked they're... out by it. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the specifics, the products, the things that you purchased – the things that worked as promised, the things that maybe you kind of sat back. Do you have a few of those? Some misses? Yes. Got some misses. We're going to talk about the misses, the things that you actually wasted your money on. You already talked about you should have upgraded. 
to the better home product. So, folks, you want to stay right where you are because we have to just take a quick, really quick, quick break. We just have to say a special thank you to one of our podcast sponsors because guess what? Without them, we wouldn't be here. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss an opportunity to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Commando On Demand a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at invest.robinhood.com, invest.robinhood.com. Okay, you're back. We're talking about, I guess you'd say, Smart Home 101. But from the trenches, we're not interviewing some highfalutin marketing person from Google or some other smart home technology company because we want the truth. And I know that you do too. And joining us is Andrew Babinski. And so, Andrew, what are some products that you're really happy that you purchased? Uh, The Bond. The Bond system is fabulous. So we have four big, nice, expensive remote control fans in the house that were part of our remodel. The bedrooms, they just have your standard Home Depot fans. But we've got four really nice ones. And they all have their own remotes. And they all have the same remote. So I wanted to automate the lights and the fans. And I went and I bought a device that basically is an interceptor between the remote and and the Google Home, so you'd install it in the fan casing, and that was a miss. It's a lot of work. There's not a lot of room in there, (laughs) and it's a lot of things that you're connecting all around the house. With the Bond system, it's 100 bucks. Every single fan and lights remote is connected to the Bond system, and the Bond system talks to the Google Home. And It's fast. I thought it was going to be a delayed system because I'm talking to Google. Google then talks to the bond. The bond then sends a remote signal to the light or the fan. I thought it was going to take some time. It's not. It's perfect. So you can say turn on the fan in the kids' room or turn off the fan? Well, we have no home automation in our kids' room. That's one deal I made with my wife. Now, now, that's interesting to me. So she, she didn't want any smart stuff in the kids' rooms. If there is a negative to it, let's not involve the kids. Let's not involve their room. So That's if, actually really smart. Yeah. Well, she's a smart lady. She's yes. a doctor. You married up. She In my house, you can stand anywhere in the house except for my son's room, my daughter's room, and the playroom. And a Google Home will hear you. But if you're in those rooms, it's not within earshot. You can't control it. Okay. All right. But everywhere else, there's a strategically placed Google Home mini device somewhere that will hear you. So in this 3,400-square-foot house, how many minis do you have? Uh, I guess I should have thought of that before I came. One Living room, kitchen, office, master bedroom, loft, master bath, six. So how much do you think you have totally invested right now? I did the math. It's $850. Oh, well, that's not bad. No, it's not. And that would include four ceiling fan lights, which is only $100 because I bought that one device, uh, six light or four light switches, my television, which I'm not counting in the price, but that's also part of the system. And then we have cabinet lights above and below the cabinet. And those are all Google Home voice activated. 
So the the cabinet lights are those like the little pock lights? There are the LED strip lights that grow oh, on okay. the bottom of the cabinets, the top of the cabinets. And it was really – it was actually a, a nice little ego boost. I had a friend over Saturday night and he's like, hey, I saw you got the Google Home. I'm like, yeah. Hey, Google, turn on the cabinet lights. And the cabinet lights turn on and they're white. And he goes, yeah, but only if you could change the color. And I'm like, hey, Google, turn the cabinet lights gold. They turned gold. <laughs> he just looked at me and said, touche. Near, 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 near. <laughs> Let's go over your house, dude. 11,000 different colors are available with the uh, cabinet lights. I think it's really about eight. They all look the same. All purples, (laughs) violets, they all look the same. After a while, right? Okay, so uh, what what have been some misses? Well, aside from the fan, aside from the fan, really not a lot of misses. The fact that the Google Home has trouble hearing a female voice. Oh, really? Isn't I've never so- heard that. It's not something I've well, you have a very deep voice. You have a great radio voice. Right. My wife has a high voice and it doesn't hear her a lot of the time. And so I, it's funny because I'll hear upstairs. Hey, Google, turn on pop music. Uh, because sometimes it just can't hear that high voice. That would be a miss. It's uh, like it's like a guy who's tuning out the woman who's always like <laughs> screeching at her. You know, I you know because sometimes you know Barry swears that like I have a certain detector. Okay, so like just when like he sits down on the couch and gets relaxed, and gets all relaxed, and like I don't know what's going on in this man's world lately, but he has to watch. Are you ready for it? Perry Mason. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. What a winner. And and it's like Perry Mason all the time, 24-7 in the house. <laughs> okay. And so, like, just as he sits down – and, like, you know, he actually asked me the other day, how come you don't want to watch Perry Mason? I'm like, I'd like to watch something from, like, this decade, you know, not from, like, the 40s. I'm just saying, you know. Um, but he swears that I have this detector that I will scream up the stairs and say, honey – Right when he's relaxed. Just when he's relaxed. So maybe Google Home has like that that detector. It can't hear her some of the time. My son, though, I mean, he's only four. He's got a pretty high register. It it doesn't have that problem with him. Maybe Mm. Google Home is sexist. There's clickbait for this podcast right now. (laughs) Is Google Home sexist? (laughs) Find out now. A couple of the things that we really didn't think we would use that we do a lot is in the kitchen. Recipes. Timers, you can set multiple timers. So if I'm cooking a big meal for Sunday, I can have a 20-minute timer, then a 12-minute timer, then a five-minute timer, and it manages them all. If you want to do a recipe, a Google Home will take you through step-by-step the ingredients, step-by-step the instructions. And if you take a pause to go mix up some, some eggs and flour, it knows where you left off and you just pick right back up. See, if you had the Google Home with the screen, then you can see what it's supposed to look like. But it's voice controlled. I don't need a screen for a voice control. Another cool thing that we bought that re- I didn't think was going to make a difference, and this is actually something my wife purchased, we've mounted them all on the wall. They're not sitting on a table. They're in the kitchen. They're mounted to the side uh, in the in the master bathroom. They're mounted to the side of the plug, and it makes it makes a audio difference. So instead of the volume going to the ceiling, so the music That's going smart. to the ceiling, it's coming out at you. It was a great buy on her part. So now, what's the next thing you're going to be adding? I want to make sure that every I want lights are a big important thing. I would love to be able to say, "Hey Google, we're going to bed," and every single light, whether I know it's turned on or not turned off. But that's a lot of money. 
I mean, that's 44, 45 bucks a light switch. That's a lot. That's a lot of lights. Um, so I'm, we made a deal when we did all of this. We do one edition per month. So that it's never going to break the budget. I mean, 40 bucks, you spend that going to Applebee's. And um, we still are adding on every single month. I want the locks to be automated, but that's a big purchase. And I want the garage door. Oh, the garage door is pretty, pretty amazing. Right. Because, again, we could, with the routines that are at Google Home, when I say goodnight, it could turn off all the lights, lock the door, and make sure the garage door is closed just by one command. Now, you did not buy a smart thermostat? We do. We have two smart thermostats. I forgot. Ecobee. And, and I didn't put those into the budget. So now we're over $1,000. <laughs> well, the Ecobees are really great, great uh, thermostats. I actually have the Nest thermostats. I wish that I would have bought, bought. I wish that I would have purchased the Ecobee. I went with Ecobee because with the package I purchased, it comes with the two room sensors that learn your room. But it is all voice activated. So you can just tell Google that you want it hotter or colder and upstairs or down. It, it does it all by itself. Okay, So when you buy a Nest thermostat, I'm just curious if it works the same way. Uh, Nest is so easy to install. You take it out of the box. The, there's a QR code right on the Nest cam itself. You take your phone in the app, take a picture of the Nest Cam, QR code, bingo, bango, it's all hooked up. With the majority of the smart products I've purchased, and this is actually a good thing because I didn't know how I would connect it. And I, would, I was kind of worried that it was going to be a little too technical. You use your phone and the smartphone app. Your device connects to your phone. That's the first step. The second step is then connecting that device to a network, which with the TP-Link would be the Casa TP-Link network. Then you connect through the Google Home app, Google Home to the Casa network, and it learns everything. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So, so it's not that complicated. Not at all. Now, do you remember years ago when you'd have to figure out if a camera could work with your Windows-based? Correct. <laughs> you'd sit there and go, all right, device, driver, <laughs> download this. And then there'd be like a, a Q, I, IRQ conflict and you're like, oh, forget it. <laughs> It'll stay on the box if it's Alexa, Google Home. And it will never say Apple because nothing connects to the app. I know. They're still hoping. They can't even get the wireless charger out that they've been promising for I'm not years. trying to trash them. It's just it's not the way to go for home automation. Not at all. Well, coming up, we have some things that you might want to add to your smart home network. I mean, some really kind of crazy things. I mean, like the smart egg minders. And also, how about like a smart water filter? Ever wanted one of those? No. Really? Come on. No. You know, Amazon got rid of their dash buttons. Did you hear about that? Really? Yeah. People Nobody were using them? No, nobody's using them. Because you know what? It's more work to go to the dash button. I had one by my uh, washing machine for like Tide Pods, you know, because people in my home, we're smart. We don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> so we don't need to worry about if I order Tide Pods. So I had Classic. a little Tide Pods and I would just hit that button and then sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. Nine times out of ten, it didn't. So I would end up going to Amazon.com on my laptop or phone and just ordering more Tide Pods. So they're getting rid of the Tide Pods. But totally on a tangent, but we're coming. You're looking at me like, okay, where are you? Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Anyway, when we do come back, we're going to talk about the Jim Bean Smart Decanter. We have wine pods, uh, smart gear for your pets, for your dogs, 
and also a smart bed cover, all kinds of really crazy technology that you might want to be adding to your new smart home. So stay right where you are. But first, a quick thank you to one of our podcast sponsors because, well, they make these podcasts possible. It's 2019, and technology has grown leaps and bounds since 1999. So why are you still using that old, outdated software? Find software that fits your business's needs using Captera.com. I get asked all the time for different recommendations, and I refer people to Captera.com. With over 700,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software. Everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit captera.com slash Kim today to find the right tools to make 2019 the year for your business. Once again, that address is captera.com slash Kim. Let me spell it for you. C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Kim. Okay, are you ready to just have your mind blown? Are you ready, Andrew? I'm ready. Okay, mind is intact, ready to be blown. Okay, because think of all the smart technology that you have. Okay, we have smart crock pots. You know about those. Sure. Okay, smart coffee makers, which, by the way, news out this past week that if you have a Mr. Coffee, a smart Mr. Coffee, that it's hackable. Did what? you know that? Isn't anything smart hackable? Of course. But now, can I, can I complain real quick? Because what? I've been looking for a smart coffee maker. But if I have to do any portion of the coffee making, I wouldn't consider it smart. I agree. If I have to grind the beans, if I have to replace the filter, if I have to pour in the grinds, that's not smart. All I'm doing is turning it on and turning it off. Okay. At that point, a smart coffee maker is called Postmates. You have it delivered. That's exactly what you do. Uh, We have smart ceiling fans, smart appliances, smart mirrors in the bathroom that will give you the latest weather. But here are some things that you may have never thought of. Like, for example, let's start with the smart water filter. Why would you need a smart water filter? Well, Brita has teamed up with Amazon for the Brita Infinity. It works like your old water filters, but when it senses that the new filter needs to be replaced, it doesn't notify you. It just orders it automatically for you on Amazon. I guess I see. How much is it? How much am I going to have to spend to not order something on Amazon? Like, that's what. That's what's going to help me decide okay, whether I want that or not. Like 50 bucks. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much just for not to order it. Yeah, I don't think so. But also we have the smart egg minder. This is an egg tray. Whoever thought that you needed this? Connected to your smartphone and your refrigerator, and it keeps track of how many eggs are in your refrigerator. And I mean, who among us have – you know, woken up on a Sunday morning and said, golly gee, face palm, I wish I had some more extra large brown eggs. Hey, Google, how many eggs do I have? Thank you, Google. <laughs> Smart toothbrushes, we have those. They automatically will order refills for you and new brushes. But this one's a little bit different. It's called the Envy Pro X. Have you heard about this one? No. Okay. You know, like the smart toothbrushes, the electric toothbrushes, you know, they've got that big thing on the bottom. Right. Okay. Instead of just a regular toothbrush, you have to picture this. Um, On the bottom and in the toothbrush head itself, there are some cameras. 
cameras. Okay. So hooked up to your toothbrush via Wi-Fi is an app. So as you're brushing your teeth, you can look on your phone and you can see the real-time images of all your teeth. Now, that's cool, a little over the top, but that's not bad. A 10-megapixel camera built right into the end of the brush itself gives you front-row seats, kind of to like the inside of your mouth. And this way, you can follow all the right steps so that this way you can watch in real time as you're brushing your teeth. Can I live broadcast that on Facebook? Molar cam? (laughs) Yes. This is your new Instagram story. This is it. All right. Not so much smart home technology, but you can add a touch of Kentucky charm to your smart home. Okay. Think about this. Uh, The Jim Beam Smart Decanter. It's designed to store your liqueur but also pour you a shot on demand. See, that is that is eliminating the job of something I would have to do. I'm into this. So you could just say, hey, Jim, pour me a shot of whiskey. Perfect. And, I'm in. I'm in on this one. And it has the voice of the seventh generation master distiller Fred No. And after its wireless connection no longer works, it can still be used as a regular decanter. Oh, good. So when the world ends, we still can get drunk. Exactly. 35 bucks for that. That's not bad. And that's that replaces a job. Okay. How many people sleep in your bed? Four people, one dog. Okay. So we have mom, dad, Francis, Eloise. And Tilly. And Tilly. That's a lot of people. Tilly weighs the second most of all those in the bed. <laughs> How much does Tilly weigh? 80 pounds. So I guess third. Okay. 80 pounds. Big dog. Well, I just got Abby out of our bed. Because she's now 50 pounds. We've fought about that for a while because I was telling you how to crate train your dog. Yes. And then you're like, well, do you do this? I'm like, absolutely not. My dog sleeps with me. What are you, crazy? Okay. Well, here's what happens. Abby became Barry's dog. Right. Okay. So what that means is that Abby will go up to the head of the bed and put her head on Barry's shoulder and sleep right there, right next to him, which means the because I sleep on the left – I get the butt in my face. (laughs) And let me tell you something. Dog farts are nasty. Yeah, you don't want to get crop dusted by a dog. Oh, nasty stuff. So I went and I bought this nice big foam mattress bed for the dog and I put it down there and I put like one of my old socks in there and Barry's old socks. And so now the last two nights she's been sleeping right there in her own bed. So nice. But – The 8-Sleep Smart Cover can turn any dumb old bed into a smart bed. It monitors 12 vital sleep metrics. Not my words. There's 12. Gives you a daily report on your sleep performance, and it syncs with other Wi-Fi gadgets in your house. Now, I'm not really sure how our ancestors ever survived without a smart cover, but you can now get one. Three out of the four people that sleep in that bed don't sleep with covers. A smart coffee table. I'm you ever thought about I'm that? I'm listening. I'm okay. listening. And an end table from Sobro. Okay. This guy uh, is going to monitor stuff like your food and drink intake. See, that's not necessary. The time spent with your feet up on the table. No. Really? What are you going to do with a report of how much time you put your feet on an end table? It has a refrigerator, a couple of USB ports, two power outlets, Bluetooth speakers, touchscreen controls, and colorful LED lights. No. Miss. Okay. Is Eloise still in diapers? Of course. Yes. yes. Francis? No. You? Mm. Weekends. Everyone. Just weekends. It's the smart diaper. 
I was trying not to laugh at that. I was t- totally trying not to look at your face. But when I looked at your face, I couldn't help but laugh. Okay, the smart diaper. So how do you tell if Eloise, you know, needs a new diaper? Uh, it's either look where it looks like she has, you know, a bigger uh, backside or smell. We go with those two. And some of the newer diapers actually have little color coded on the outside. Right, but she's wearing clothes most of the time. She's not running around in, in diapers. So you just do the... Field test, yeah. smell test. You can tell when she's waddling instead of walking, you know there's something going on down there. Okay, but what if you could look on your iPhone? And what if suddenly on your Apple Watch you got a notification that says, Eloise needs a new diaper? That's that's not necessary. Why? You're a, you're a parent. You have you just got one kid out of diapers and got another one in. Because I can tell. I don't need my kid's underwear connected to my Wi-Fi network. I agree with you. I'm thinking that this is something that I don't know why anybody would want this. Right. Because they want to market it that they have smart diapers. Okay. How about the smart plant monitor? Do you have plants in your house? This actually is interesting. We have tons of plants. We have like 300. It's insane. 300 plants. Obviously, I'm exaggerating for effect. Maybe 50. How about that? That's still a lot of plants. My wife is a green thumb. Really? She She can take any clipping and turn it into a plant. It's insane. You know what? You definitely married up. I know. I know these things. All right. The real-time wireless analysis for your indoor or outdoor plants. Okay. Uh, It will read sunlight, temperature, moisture, what the fertilizer level is. And it's waterproof, so you can put it. The battery life lasts up to a year. And so basically what it does is that it will tell you when the plants need watering. I'm waiting for the and then it waters them. No. Then uh, it's not enough. It's got to replace it. No, it just tells you that you need to, like, get in there. Information isn't important. And that's what most of these smart products offer. Information. I want do. Do something. Turn my lights off. Turn my lights off. Turn on the uh, dishwasher. Turn it off. I want do. Now, you can get smart sprinklers. I am totally putting this in the new house. Yes, I am listening. Okay, because basically with this, I mean, keeping the perfect lawn, it's a little difficult, right? You need to remember to water consistently and then make sure you're watering the correct amount, among other things. But if you have a smart sprinkler, it takes all the guesswork out. Like the Rachio smart sprinkler lets you care for your home and lawn remotely. You download the app and here's what it does. You set your own schedules. You can input things like plant types and sun exposure, but if it rains, you don't have to water anymore, right? And so this smart sprinkler system will go ahead and it won't turn on. Give me that one. I'm putting that one on the list. I want that one. That one's pretty good. There's also the smart garage doors. You totally want that. Yes. Okay. So that this way you can... Take the door up or down on your phone. It will tell you if you didn't put the garage door down. And the other thing, too, is that you can also set those routines that you set so that this way if you open the garage door, that it will turn on the lights. And if we go for a walk, come back, open my phone, I can open the garage door. I like it. Now, GE has the Wi-Fi Connect range. And so this way you have a Wi-Fi-enabled appliance. And basically what it does is allows you to control the temperature of the oven from your smartphone. Uh, we looked into this because when we did uh, when we bought our new house, we did a full remodel, bought all new appliances. I looked into the uh, smart oven, but I got overruled because it wasn't available in stainless charcoal. That was it. That's it. 
And our appliances are all stainless well, charcoal. Apparently, Amazon's doing a bang-up job selling that smart-enabled microwave oven. Yeah, I was interested in that, too. Again, stainless charcoal. Not available. More important. Sorry. All right. Finally, we have something because you're a parent I wanted to bring to your attention. The Vinmana Smart Parenting Device. Okay. Uh, they say limit your kids' screen time to healthy levels with this smart parenting device. And it goes on to say – and it's a, it is a gadget that you put in your house. I mean it looks like this little orb that kind of sits there. And it says they want you to develop a healthy relationship with your kids and technology. So basically what it does is it monitors the kids' usage, social media. With the app, you can monitor how much time they're online. You can block keywords, set digital curfews. So basically it's a gadget that will help you be a better parent. Who wouldn't want to be a better parent? We have that. We have the UMA Mesh Network, and that is built in with the whatever the Disney parent parental control app. It does all of that. So what other smart technology have you seen that you want to add? I would love to find – and. I like to invent things. I would like them to get to work and invent things. I think that a smart home device should be mounted into the ceiling because you'd have better audio when it comes to the speaker and it's out of the way. It's above you. So get to work on that, Google Home. I want to put one in my ceiling. I want a full-fledged, like I said before, coffee maker. I want to be able to wake up in the morning and tell my Google, make coffee, and it does Everything. And I haven't been able to find one that does every single step of the process. Can't they just do that? Isn't that, isn't that too hard? You could just have like a barista come over from Starbucks. We made it to the moon. I think we can figure out how to make a cup of coffee. And then she can come into your kitchen and then she can write you like your name on the mug and say – Andre. Because <laughs> they, nice, they never get the name right. Nice pictures in the foam on the yes. top, little leaves and hearts. I know. I went to Starbucks the other day and they said, you know, what, what would you like? And I said, you know, just a bottle of water. And they looked at me like, what? <laughs> Come on. Get some <laughs> caffeine in you, woman. No. Hey, listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Is there anything else you want to talk about? When it comes to the Google Home, ah, uh, math. Math? Math. We use the Google Home for math. So often. Really? Google, what's 1,154 divided by 18? Google, what's 50% of 2,500? We do it all the time. And if you have a spouse that is anti-Google or anti-home automation, start them slow. Because my wife uses it in our house as much as anyone. She's the one who said, we need one more Google Mini because I need it in my bathroom. (laughs) And she didn't want – did she – was she pro this in the beginning? She didn't care. She was like, whatever. If this is something you want, we'll do it. And now she absolutely loves it. Hey, thanks for listening to this Commando On Demand podcast. And for more information on smart homes and how to put devices in your home, we've got some great articles for you over at commando.com, like 13 clever gadgets to use with your Amazon Echo or Google Home. Just go to commando.com and search for Smart Home in the upper right-hand corner. Thanks to Andrew Babinski for being our special guest for this podcast. And if you liked it, check out our other great podcasts like Tech News This Week and Tech News Today. You can get them on your favorite podcast player by just searching K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Or if you want to listen on the web, you just go to podnet.com, podnet.com. Thanks again for listening to Commando On Demand. We've got new episodes for you on Wednesdays and Fridays. 
and we'll see you next time. 